Welcome today. As my dad David shares from his heart, this short biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. These are the memories of the final moments of the third and last morning in my church office in the summer of 1982, when I went through an amazing time of emotional healing by the power of God's presence in counseling. After suffering through months of frightening panic attacks, the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, as Jesus called Him, had met with me and had lovingly given me a spiritual blueprint for living living with a sense of strength and peace that I had never known before. Those three mornings mark the end of a season of personal suffering. Since then, over the last almost 40 years, I have never experienced another panic attack. And that thought leads me back to the third day and the last words spoken to me on that morning. There was one more life principle. Principle number 10 that came from the counselor in the orange Nagahide chair. David, the Holy Spirit said, after you have rested, after you've been fully restored, give your life away. For the next few minutes today, I'd like to do a little bit more teaching than usual because the Holy Spirit did so with me that last morning. The following is what he shared with me, and now, I believe, it's what he wants me to share with you. First, and hear this, a word of encouragement for those of you who have gone through what seemed to be endless suffering. And understand this, the Father in Heaven loves you, and he is proud of you. You made it through. And while you suffered, he hurt deeply for you. And while he hurt deeply, he never stopped in his efforts to vindicate you and redeem something wonderful from the debris of your trials. You are, perhaps like Joseph of the Old Testament, who was sold out by his family members, abused by selfish people, and left alone with no sense of hope. Like Joseph, you may have felt the depths of despair. But know this, all the while Joseph was in the pit, fearing for his life, the Heavenly Father was rubbing his shoulders and whispering the words, Hold on, boy. Hold on. At the same time, the Father's eyes were on the nations of the earth and all the other children who would one day be affected by the life and experiences of this one boy. Joseph would help save perhaps millions of people from starving to death during a terrible time of famine. One day, all that had once looked like ruin came rushing into meaning when Joseph was able to utter these words to the brothers who had so shamefully abused him. Now listen to this from Genesis 50, verses 20 and 21. 
you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Joseph was so touched by the loving and redemptive hand of the Heavenly Father that he was able to go on to say, So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Now, what is this passage telling us here? The Father will redeem the past. Even the waste will not go to waste. He remembers the pit, and he will be faithful to bring the reward. In the aftermath of my own trials, I looked back with hard questions. Why the suffering? Why did it happen? Where was the good in any of it? Well, as I said a minute ago, the Holy Spirit had lovingly given me a spiritual blueprint. A blueprint for living with a sense of strength and peace I had never known before. And you know what? I would need that kind of strength and peace to face the huge challenge that was just ahead of me. For only two years later, in 1985, I would be facing the biggest challenge of my entire life. God would be calling on, depending upon me, to take on a seemingly impossible task. It would actually be the fulfillment of a prophetic dream given to the nationally known Christian author speaker and evangelist Jim Spillman, and spoken over me in his office at Melody Lang Christian Center in Southern California 12 years before, in the fall of 1972. And the task borne by Jim's dream was that I was to become the pioneering director of Youth with a Mission Montana, which today, 36 years later, has become one of the most dynamic YWAM bases in the world, having taught many thousands of young people over the years to bring over 100,000 people to Jesus. I don't have time to tell the whole story today. I'll be sharing that story in the next few weeks. But I'll just say this for now. There is no way on God's green earth that I would have ever been able to step up to that challenging task had my weaknesses, my underlying fear, not been exposed, and had not the Father's powerful strength and peace come upon me. I guess I could say, as Apostle Paul once said, in my weakness, I had been made strong. It was by the love of the Father, strong enough to face a task I couldn't have faced before. It was in my YWAM office on a cold fall day in 1985, our first full year as a YWAM base, that I shared my suffering to strength story with a dear friend and pioneering staff member named Georgia Penniman. This was the story, by the way, I've been telling you, dear friend, from the beginning. After I finished telling it, she looked at me with her captivating smile, pulled out her ever-present Bible, and read words that were soothing to my soul. I will keep them with me forever. Perhaps the words will be helpful to you. 
Georgia read Psalm 84, verses 5 through 7. It goes like this. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on a pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, the valley of weeping. They make it a place of springs, that is, they dig wells, representing comfort. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The New Living Version reads, They will continue to grow stronger till each one appears before God in Zion. David, Georgia said, You have gone through the valley of Baca, the place of sorrow. In your thirst for strength and peace, you dug for answers in a desert place. You found what you longed for. You have become stronger. You have become a resource of peace and understanding. And the Father has poured out still greater blessings upon you. Because of your digging, you are now able to offer water of compassion and wisdom to many pilgrims who are still in the heat of their pilgrimage. You know, I will miss her powerful words. Georgia, who recently walked up the road to her Heavenly Father's house, was an incredible sister. I will always be grateful for her. George's words remind me of words I spoke in a recent episode. It was this, Knowledge comes through study, but wisdom comes through pain, through suffering. So it is, my friend. Your sorrow will not be wasted. Your experience can become a rich supply of hope to those coming behind you. So let your love and wisdom be water to those who still yearn for comfort. Don't hate your memories. Profit from them. You are Joseph. Save some lives. As you give your life to others, all the more life will come back to you. The Spirit led me to some scriptures regarding this. The first one was 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. The blessing you plant in others will even be harvested in you. Whether it was fear, as in my case, or something else that caused you suffering, then giving yourself away is a big part of the answer. I like what Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Actually, the body of the chapter is all about loving others as a demonstration of our love toward God. Here's what he says. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Loving others, serving their highest good, actually drives fear out of the picture, out of their picture, and out of yours. Once again, giving to others is not only beneficial to them, but as with praise and worship to God, it is a tremendous means by which we can personally experience healing and renewal. As Jesus said, give and it shall be given to you. It's really true. There is a new dynamic of empowerment, fuel, if you will, return to the one who serves as a supply of power to someone else. So don't linger in your suffering, sorrow, or insecurities, or in the memories of them. If you want inner healing, give outer service. Serve others. 
Begin with the closest to you, and then reach beyond. To underscore this truth, the Holy Spirit gave me one last scripture on that third and last morning in my office. It is among my all-time favorites. It's Isaiah 58, 10 through 11. If you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in darkness and your night will become as a noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Dear friend, during times of suffering, your Father in heaven has had his hands on your shoulders. He hurt for you, but he also had a redemptive plan for you, a plan to redeem your past and bring you a new purpose. On the other side of suffering, dear friend, there is strength and peace. Give your life away and gain even more strength and peace. Did you know there's a cup of water in your hand? Give someone a drink. Dear Father, we love calling you that, Father. And you are such a loving Father. Even when we felt alone in suffering, you were always there with us and believing in us. Help this one to believe deeply. Help this one with amazing strength and peace. Let this dear one's night become like the noonday. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.